there, pumpkin spice lattes. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. She lies. She lies. You know, as we've expressed, we are doing our best. And we've been doing this podcast for four years, and we've been pretty consistent. And obviously, the last few months have been a little slapdash. Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Forgive me. I mean, I'll just... No, you're right, because it is... It. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> for true. For grace's sake. Well, because it's basically Sagittarius season, and this podcast is a Gemini. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're four and a half years in. Here's what we want to let you know, is that we are recommitted starting in the new year, and actually probably starting in December, twice a month. We'll be back with, you know, twice monthly episodes. Yeah, I think we've just been allowing like the retrograde energy to take hold. Yeah, well, also, you know, like there are other things happening with the spiritual gaze that take precedence. Like we had this beautiful retreat in Massachusetts at the Kripalu Center that like really required our full attention and energy to prepare for and shout shout out. out, Shout out Kripalu fam. Hey Kripalu fam. We've uh, been hearing from a few of you um, in the last couple weeks. It's been so nice. Totally. Stay connected. So wherever you are listening, maybe you're in Brooklyn, maybe you're walking your dog. We're glad to have you with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we are going to commit back into the show. We have some fun ideas for next year. We won't divulge them now. Angel doesn't want to divulge them now. We're going to do a whole little series set. Yeah, let's save it for when Mars is direct. <laughs> you know what? That's actually probably a pretty good idea. But um, we, uh, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, I can tease that the spirit shop is going to uh, release some fun new. It's like be a little pop up. It's a spirit drop. Stuff. Yeah, a spirit drop. Yeah, we have some new T-shirt designs that some of you have been requesting, so we're excited to make that available for all of your Black Friday shopping needs. <laughs> I feel like Black Friday starts earlier and earlier every year. Like I feel like yeah. in 2023, it's just going to start in like March. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, it's also been our anniversary. Hey, six years married, 12 years together. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of celebrating this month. We actually just got back from a fun little overnight stint in Palm Springs with two of our faves, Raquel and Annie. No shout out to the Ace Hotel. Unless oh. you are on drugs or in your early 20s, that is not a place for civilized people to be. <laughs> just FYI. Totally. Um the best part is that we got there on like a Sunday afternoon to check in and we had gotten our rooms and parked our cars and we start carrying all our shit. No chays, you know, dragging on the leash. You know, we're a little who shot and we walk <laughs> into this like courtyard area where our rooms are essentially and coming out of the room next to us is a bride to be. Uh escorted by what I well, we assume were, were her, her parents, parents yeah. <laughs> because she was about to get married and we were walking right into the processional. There was the music and was suddenly like, oh yeah, we're in a wedding. So we just kind of like paused and allowed this <laughs> lovely, I mean, she was a gorgeous bride. She was a gorgeous bride and she gorgeous was also bride. our neighbor for the evening. 
but it felt very so strange. weird. I was like, I'm such, I was saying to Annie, I'm like, I'm such a control freak. Like if that were me, I'd be like, all these people are walking through my processional. <laughs> I think if you're getting married. At the Ace Hotel and you're Swim not Club. A, you're not a control freak. Yeah. Probably. Around that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just around like what time you get to start drinking. But what was cute was, so there were two weddings and an anniversary party happening at the Ace Hotel Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, mind you, Um, not including our anniversary. (laughs) So when Angel and I got back from a beautiful dinner with our friends, Annie and Raquel, uh, they went back to their room and Angel and I went into the area where like the wedding had been held and everyone was gone. And there was this fire pit that had had like a big roaring fire and it was just the embers. But we found a piece of wood and Angel was able to stoke the fire and to like create this little fire moment for just the two of us. And I thought symbolically Mm -hmm. that there had been this like big wedding energy there. And now you and I were coming in, just the two of us having been married, having been together. And just like in the afterglow of that fire, it was really, it was really beautiful and meaningful. It It was sweet. We had a lovely little fire moment. We did. Should we introduce ourselves? Oh, I mean, look, if you're listening this long, you probably have a sense of who we are. But if you don't, hi, I'm Angel. Hey. (laughs) I am a writer. I am an astrologer. I am also a film producer. But I'm a teacher, a healer, a queeler, a tarot reader, and teacher, and lover of many, many things. But hopefully not people. No, no, no. A few people. (laughs) Many things. I'm Brandon Alter. I'm a spiritual healer. I am an astrologer and a tarot reader. I am a teacher of these modalities. And I am also a writer and a performer and a lover of many things. Yeah. What are your three favorite things to love? Cher. Is Cher a thing? She's a person. Oh, okay. Jewelry. Mm Mm-hmm. Fleeces. (laughs) You do love a fleece. And as of this moment, an oat milk pumpkin spice latte. Girl, she's nursing one right now. Girl, I really fell into the pumpkin spice latte fever this season. We need to do like a... I'm going to be sad when it goes. A photo shoot of you. One of those basic, you know, winter queen pumpkin spice latte photo shoots where you're just like leaning up against a tree in a big hat and a poncho oh my god i want nursing that. a pumpkin spice latte. i want that photo shoot well we should do it produce it unfortunately i think all the leaves have fallen so it's just very winter well we'll we'll you know you'll put on your best winter outfit my best fleece your best fleece and we'll make it happen i'm here for that um, but yeah, so that's us. We're husbands. <laughs> we do lots of things in this queer ass space. And we like to check in with each other at the start of these. So how are you? I'm haggard as hell. I think because Thanksgiving comes right after our anniversary, I feel this way pretty regularly, which is like I'm already fighting my seasonal depression because once those times change i am just struggling to just like be a person in the world and then our anniversary usually like engenders a lot of like drinking and eating and celebrating and so by the time we get to thanksgiving i'm kind of like eat and drinked out and now i have to like go down to san diego to like the nexus of all eating and drinking and i have some anxiety about that not even to mention like 
this is going to be a particularly challenging Thanksgiving because of my mom not being there. So I'm definitely feeling all of the feelings. I'm not feeling totally empowered or grounded. I'm feeling, like I said, haggard. Well, if you'd like later to just like lay down and have me like adorn you with crystals and create a crystal grid around you of energy and healing, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. I will totally take you up on that. That might be a nice thing to help ease you into the holiday. Yeah. That weekend. sounds, that sounds, that sounds helpful. <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. But yeah, I'm, I know I'm not alone when I say that I find the holiday season to be a challenging one. And I'm not going to get on my whole soapbox about capitalism and the holidays and the stress of it all. Cause I think I've probably done that every year. This podcast has been happening, but just suffice to say that this year more than ever, I, I don't feel like I have what it takes to like fully engage with what is like culturally and socially expected. And I just have to honor that. I like really, I just like want to like, I just want to disappear for like the next like five weeks. I want to like disappear for the holidays. I want to be like Lindsay Lohan circa the last five to seven years. But instead I'm here. You can do your best Lindsay Lohan cosplay if you'd like. We'll throw a red wig on you. There's a couple in a closet somewhere. I mean, I only have red wigs. Exactly. You can just, well, I'm not going to allow you to move to Dubai, but you can watch the Real Housewives of Dubai finally. That I sounds tried. actually like. I tried. I can't. Yeah, that, that sounds hard. I can't do it. Yeah, that sounds like prison work. Remember when Lindsay Lohan had that like fake European accent and it's now totally gone. Oh my gosh, yeah. It just like that was just like a phase. I watched her tonight show appearance and it was just so charming. She definitely seems a lot more grounded and very well media trained. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, she's ready for it. Yeah. What about you, honey? What's your check in? I think I feel similarly to you and that I kinda want to just do, yeah, like a Homer Simpson backpedal into the leaves. <laughs> right now. Yeah. A good old hedge hide. Yeah, I do kind of want to hedge hide right now. I just feel like it's been consistent momentum. And I keep telling myself, like, I keep feeling like I'm clearing the decks a little. Like, I'm like, you know what? This thing that actually doesn't need to get done right now, I'm pushing you aside. And this thing that doesn't actually need to get done right now, I'm pushing you aside. Just because, like, I need space to finally just rest and relax. And then an email comes in or a phone call happens or a meeting gets scheduled or a screening gets, you know, is happening or something that I have to do for work. Um, And I just keep getting sucked back in. Uh, but I, uh, I mean, well, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh my God. I was just about to do something I had been talking to my therapist about cause I was about to be like, and I'm super grateful for everything I have. And that's like such a go-to for me. Like it's such a go-to, like be grateful angel, which obviously is super important. And I'm not telling anyone to, uh, you know, release gratitude from their lives. You heard it here first, everybody. Angel is an enemy <laughs> of gratitude. Enemy, enemy of gratitude. Out to destroy it. Waging a war on gratitude. That's Angel Lopez. Fuck gratitude. <laughs> What's she done for me lately? She's done a lot. Actually, no. That's why I love gratitude. But I recognize that I 
use uh, gratitude sometimes as like a guilt mechanism for myself when I'm actually like feeling run down or feeling overwhelmed um, or feeling unhappy. Like I'm like, okay, Angel, but don't. I like negate those feelings because I'm like, well, just be gracious, like just be in gratitude. And that is a little bit of like spiritual programming, right? That on some level, like the 7,000 like spiritual books I've read preach that. And it is so important to have that. But it's also important to really allow yourself to feel everything that you need to feel. And when you have 17 things to do in a 12 hour period and you know, for some of you out there, you're dealing with children or parents who live with you or, you know, eight jobs you're juggling, you know, like all of these different things. And then you're also supposed to be like, OK, but don't feel tired because you're just should be grateful. And so I've really been working on like having the understanding and the knowledge that I am always grateful. Like I know that about myself and I always will find opportunities throughout the day to look at the trees, smell a beautiful flower, kiss my dog or my husband, like just have these moments of gratitude where I'm consistently just like checking in with that. But at the same time, like I have to allow myself to like be in rundown mode, you know, like these last few years have been really challenging and I am still, I think, processing a lot of the loss I mean we're all processing loss still from I think our year and some change of removal from society and the world Um, but beyond that just like the loss that we've personally experienced in our lives and just so many changes you know so I really feel like empowered to continue to push things aside and create space for myself um, to just kind of do the things like I said to you like all I want to do is literally just like wake up and like leisurely sip a thing and you know like sit in front of our linen closet and just like pull everything out and like start over like (laughs) and I don't even have any Virgo placements but I'm like eager to just like reorganize a cupboard (laughs) and maybe that's some like control thing too that I should also think of but at the same time I think it's just like a need to like release and renew and these are the things that uh, I have the ability to do that around and also I think just will like give myself a sense of comfort in our space so that's my goal for the next five weeks is to organize a couple closets (laughs) i think you can do it i'm ready so i can start fresh so we want to use our time together here today to do an astrology wrap-up of 2022 wait no dose of reality you say no dose of reality because we're thinking of this as like a supersized cosmic update that just grew so big that it just became the whole episode but what about a What's in my treasure chest? What remember we used to do something that was like Oh yeah, uh, what did we call that? Like a my what's in my fanny pack? What was it? Like what's in my spirit bag? I don't know. I wanna bring that back next year. In fact, we're gonna do a year end. Like what what was A spiritual we... gaze favorite things. 
a spiritual gaze favorite things we'll do in December. But then I want to bring back, but let's, we'll, re, we'll rename it. Yeah, I'm we'll sorry. Rename it. I interrupted. I think we like called it medicine bag early on. And then we were like, no, no, no. We yeah, can't. No, 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 no. No. Oh, no, 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 no. In any event, this is all to say that this episode is going to be talking about the last big astrological invitations of 2022 because the year's not over yet. And there's a couple of things that are happening that we want y'all to be aware of. We're also wanting to be aware of them ourselves. And so we're going to kind of dive into what the astrology is of this last gasp of 2022 and how to make the most of it. So we'll just call this, as usual, this episode's Deep Dive. Cosmic Update. So where shall we begin? Eclipse season is over. Kalukale! It's done. It's never coming back. Well, it will come back. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that is lie. actually how eclipse season works, is it? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be back in six months. But eclipse season is over, and as of the release of this episode, we've just had that new moon in Sagittarius, which is the official period at the end of eclipse season. So what that means, kind of on a large scale, is that if eclipse season shows you things that were hidden, if it provides you opportunities for cosmic course correction, the six months between eclipses are for integration. And especially right after the eclipses kind of head out of town, it's like when you've just had a bunch of like really unruly house guests and you have to tidy up your house. And then you just kind of like sit in that beautiful quiet that is an empty house after it's been full of people. And so eclipse season, especially because it was a Scorpio eclipse season, was pretty fucking intense. And it brought a lot up. And Scorpio loves to keep the secrets, and so eclipse season in Scorpio is revealing a lot of secrets about yourself, about the world, about other people. Exes. Okay, all right. My ex-boyfriend DM'd me <laughs> after 12 <laughs> years of silence, and Angel is still not over it, even though I'm not responding. I mean, I'm not going to respond. about Scorpio eclipse season, though. Yeah, and a Mars, and a Mars retrograde, too. I mean, ghosts. Brings back the fuckboys. What are you going to do? Anyway, as I was saying, the intensity of <laughs> eclipse season brings things up that you then have the next six months to integrate and to unpack and to help kind of guide you in the direction that's more aligned with your soul. And so I would encourage everybody, why are you looking at me like that? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about how you want to fuck your ex. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my <laughs> God. No. no, not all, but that's what you thought, right? I was still holding on to something there. I really did. Oh my God, I was not. So as I'm, you can I'm just see thinking here. thinking more about him and like how trifling. Oh, I know. I mean, he was literally trying to like engage you in an affair. I mean, I don't know if that's, that's true. That's the verbiage. And if you're listening, which maybe you are. I doubt it. Back off, queen. <laughs> Continue. Oh, my sweet, sweet goddess. Uh, full this... disclosure, we're recording this after caffeine. Oh, my goddess. We've really gone off the rails here. Also, we should say, you know, we're recording this in a Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon moment. So it is spicy. A little vengeful, I guess. What was I saying? Eclipse season? <laughs> it's over. So just go dance in the streets. You know what? We're moving on. We're letting it go. 
and orderly. I just want to clarify. I'm really not that. This is more of a playful situation. Oh, yeah. No, Angel's not really that jealous. Yeah, it's just fun to play with. Um, It was just, yeah, it was just, it was surprising for everyone involved. Picture it. We're in the streets of Montreal with Megan and Remy and Laura Campbell. Shout out. Gazer legend. And this DM comes in. I mean, they would all attest. We all had the same shock. Oh, we experience. were all shocked, especially because my friend Megan is one of my oldest best friends, and she was living basically with me in Los Angeles this whole time when I was dating this person. I mean, this was my early, not even mid-20s. Like, I think we broke up and I was 24. So yeah. this was a long time ago. And the message was like, I've been thinking of you forever, and I'm still, I don't know if you're still thinking of me too. How is your life these days? Which when I'm seeing was suspect, on your Instagram. yes, exactly. You know, my last Instagram post was like a photo of you, and it said like I love my blonde husband. Yeah. So, so if the time's right for you to also return to me, let me know. Skis. So eclipse season is over, and you now have to deal with what came up. Well, I guess I am vengeful and. And jealous. And if you don't deal with what came up, then you're just going to be smacked across the face with it when the next eclipse season rolls around because we're not quite done with eclipse season in the Taurus Scorpio axis. Oh, true. So come Taurus season of next year, we're going to get a full moon eclipse in Scorpio and a new moon in Taurus eclipse. I'll bring it to therapy. Great. Perfect. So then we don't have to have this conversation again. <laughs> you love it. I do. <laughs> Angel's like not really the jealous type, so it's fun to see it come out of him. Fight for me. It's like Aiden and Big in the in the upstate New York mountains fighting oh. over Carrie. Okay, Carrie. Uh, all right, so that's the eclipse season, and it's officially over, but there might still be like this slow fade out. Um, and obviously, whenever the moon is in Scorpio, it's going to trigger those eclipse points. So it just was in Scorpio. But next month, you know, those two and a half days when the moon's in Scorpio, you might find that there's um, some aha moments or it might just like start to feel a little intense again. Um, but besides that, eclipse season, you know, she done for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So the other story that we want to kind of clue you into is the Jupiter in Pisces and Aries story. Because Jupiter, if you remember, was in Pisces at the beginning of this year, and it was kind of a spiritual balm for that which ails us, mm -hmm. and then moved into Aries for, you know, the majority of, of this year, I think, kind of like starting in, uh, in May. Yeah. Um, it was like May to October? Yeah, exactly. And now Jupiter um, is in Pisces again. Now, Jupiter stationed direct on the new moon in Sagittarius, and so Jupiter's only got one month left in Pisces mm -hmm. before it doesn't return to Pisces for 12 years or so. So we really just wanted to kind of let y'all know that you have until December 21st. That's when Jupiter will re-enter Aries and won't return to Pisces, like I said, for 12 years. And so you want to use these last four weeks to do all of those Jupiter in Pisces things. And what are those Jupiter in Pisces things, you may ask? What are those Jupiter in Pisces things, <laughs> I'm asking? Well, you know, Jupiter is that planet of expansion, of abundance, and really connected to personal growth. You know, Jupiter is one of the great teachers in the, uh, in the you know, planetary landscape. In the zodiacal pantheon? Yes. 
And so, you know, when Jupiter is in that last degree of Pisces, it really wants to teach you strong spiritual lessons. And of course, that can be challenging because Jupiter does have a sense of optimism connected to it, but it is just going to essentially grow whatever is in front of it. So if you're immersed in a state of anxiety right now, you can feel that also getting a growth spurt too. But the way through it is to find strong spiritual foundation for yourself. So if you are feeling really untethered in this quote-unquote real world and feeling really overwhelmed by real world things, then it's finding ways to more deeply connect to your spiritual Pisces, creative, imaginative nature, you know? So taking time for yourself to be alone, be present, really tap into, uh, you know, your soul's self and whatever it is for you that allows you to connect. For some, it's meditation. For some, it's music. For some, it's tarot or astrology study. But all of these things are really potent right now. So finding ways to just double down on your spiritual sensibility and also your creativity, whatever really like helps you plug into that sense of creative flow is really available. And think back to the end of April and the start of May because we're kind of just very specifically uh, navigating that same terrain. So if there were experiences or um, things that popped up for you then that helped you feel more plugged in, now is a good time to revisit them. Yeah, for sure. So just to make it clear for you in terms of a chronology, Jupiter was in Pisces starting on December 28th of last year, and it was in Pisces until May 10th. So, you know, that last degree of Pisces where we're kind of hanging out right now, that was probably like the end of April and the beginning of May for you. So just go back into your photos or look at your emails. Just try to remember like what was happening for me in terms of like spiritual growth or personal inquiry, creativity, all the things that Angel was just talking about. Me personally, I'm really going to be taking advantage of Jupiter and Pisces because what you I want to remember is Jupiter's at home in Pisces. This is a phenomenally empowered Jupiter. And so taking advantage of that for any sort of ritual work that you want to do, for any seeds of spiritual growth that you want to plant that you're going to be tending for the next 12 years, that's happening now. So don't be stressed out about it, but do understand that like you've got some ripe fruit, so use it before it before it spoils and super important what you just mentioned about the 12 year cycle because yeah jupiter takes a year to move through each sign so every 12 years yeah you get this new cycle moment and i think with jupiter shifting into aries which we all know is that first sign of the zodiac which is very much about initiation energy this does have the uh, potential to be a real culmination point too so think back to 12 years from now and uh, also recognize all right what was I putting into place 
then or what door was I closing then and seeing if there are any similarities there to just understanding how you operate in cycles and maybe there were certain things you didn't fully uh, close the door on or certain things you were preparing to initiate that then didn't fully get initiated in the last 12 years and figure out how you can, you know, re-engage with either those things that need to be released or those things that need to be initiated so that you can implant them into this next 12-year cycle in a more powerful, potent, focused way. Yeah. And I would just say the Pisces moon that happens at the end of this month, that'll be the last time the moon is in Pisces co-present with Jupiter in Pisces Aww. for 12 years. Oh my gosh. So that's a really good moon just to that? kind of circle on your calendar. So the moon will move into Pisces on Tuesday, November 29th at 4.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so it'll be there Tuesday night. So again, also paying attention to your dreams because Pisces definitely takes us into the dream world. Um, it'll be there all day Wednesday. And then it'll be there on Thursday too until 8.41 p.m. when it moves into Aries. All right. So those are days just to circle. Like there's a big ritual that I have been wanting to do and I'm going to plan to do it Thursday kind of morning time. So that way I get to have access to, to all of that because especially Thursday, that'll be when the moon is closest to Neptune and Jupiter. So that's just like a really, a really juicy time for this sort of spiritual stuff. Yeah, I have a big ritual plan too. It's huge. Do it's you? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's wow. gonna be wow. The guest star lineup is insane. I just got Heim. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Heim's gonna, gonna be a part of your spiritual ritual? They're doing three songs. Selena Gomez is stopping by to promote her documentary. It's gonna be an affair. Well, I'm thrilled for you. Not like the affair your ex was trying to engage you in, but Okay, all right, enough. <laughs> enough play, everybody. Just playing everybody. I like callbacks. Honestly, if my ex did listen to this podcast, it would be so impressive because there was like not any sense of spirituality in that human being. So it would be like, wow, really? Like you even like are beginning. Like I remember once I was like meditating and he was like, why? (laughs) And I was like, because I want to be a better person. He was like, why? And I was like, what? I was like, I don't even, why am I even here? Well, that's a question for you. And your God. Well, because we were just like high all the time. We were just like in a relationship of like mutual enabling. So Mm, that's what your 20s are for. Exactly. All right. Let's continue (laughs) on. Speaking of speaking of Jupiter and Pisces, it's also it's also, you know, an invitation to check all the way out, too. So just watch that you are checking into a spiritual practice and not like checking out of reality. Look, and I'm going to actually say you can do a little check out if you need to, but try to just do it in a very healthy way. You know, check out into a, you know, film of your childhood past, you know, that you enjoy. Uh, Check out into an album you love, a Tori Amos discography, if you will. But, you know, try not to check into a bottle of bourbon. 
at least every night until Jupiter moves into Aries, which is what we <laughs> want to oh, bring your oh, attention to as well. So on the 21st of December, Jupiter enters Aries, and Jupiter is going to fly through Aries. Jupiter is going to be in Aries for like the first part, not even the full first part of, basically up until like at midway through Taurus season, and then Jupiter is going to move into Taurus, and it's not going to return to Aries at all. So... Once Jupiter enters Aries on the 21st of December, you're shifting from the last sign of the Zodiac to the first sign of the Zodiac, and everything that you were kind of learning and planting in the spiritual growth wants to be integrated into your, like, external persona. It's like how you're going to start to, like, take action in the world based on everything that maybe is a little bit more hidden or behind the scenes in Pisces. So do pay attention, you know, to that shift. And that's also going to, you know, change everything that answers to Jupiter. So, like, what's nice is that Sagittarius season, as we're about to experience it, answers to Jupiter at home in Pisces. Because Mm -hmm. Jupiter is the ruling planet of both, you know, Sagittarius and Pisces. Right. But once Jupiter moves into Aries, anytime the moon is in Sagittarius or Pisces, it's a spicy Jupiter. It's a Jupiter that's like wanting to go. And I think Jupiter in Aries wants like personal growth through a little bit of like needling and poking and like it's it's what's hot it's what's spicy you know so uh just be aware of that shift you're gonna bulk up i'm gonna bulk up Mm -hmm. oh because it's moving into my first house yeah you're gonna get thick okay all right (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) (laughs) this is a fucking crazy episode i'm gonna write poetry because it moves into my 12th and then the last big kind of transit of the end of the year is the third hit of the United States Pluto return. So that happens on the 28th of December. And we've already had two hits of this, right? So the first hit was February 20th. The second hit was July 11th. And so this is our third and final hit. And the Pluto return is when Pluto returns to the place that it was allegedly when the United States was <laughs> created. Well, because there's a lot of different no, of course, yeah. charts, you know, that can be used for like essentially the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which is what we have kind of all collectively decided was like the birth of this country. And so the Pluto return is kind of showing us like where are we needing to grapple with what is under the surface? Where is that deep soul transformation of this country either wanting to happen or or not wanting to happen? Yeah, I don't see it. Like, I just can't <laughs> quite understand what the Pluto return would be trying to show the United States because it all seems pretty great to me. So I just imagine that come the 28th, we're going to start to see some things heat up even more. We can already kind of feel that build up. There's definitely some spiciness happening in the United States. But what's interesting is is that Pluto, and this is something that we're not going to talk about in this episode, but we will talk about um, in a future episode and also in our Astrology of 2023 workshop, Pluto's moving into Aquarius next year. And Pluto is a slow-moving planet. So when Pluto changes signs, it's a really big deal. Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn, It's not fully done with this sign, but the fact that it's going to leave it means that this last pass of the United States Pluto return, once it hits, I think we're going to start to feel a lot of momentum moving in the direction that we're going to be moving in. Yeah, it's like we're going to see the trailer for Pluto and Aquarius, you know, with the, the coming soon tag. So I would just say it's a good time 
whether you live in the United States or not, just to consider the direction you would like to dream the collective moving towards and what's your piece in that because when that's we the division between capricorn and aquarius yeah mm-hmm. and i think there is a more beautiful world that we know in our hearts as possible but we have to really like hold to that and commit to that and we have to figure out what our piece in that is yeah and i think the challenge right now that this pluto and capricorn moment and this Pluto return moment has revealed is that there is a pretty strong division, at least from a, well, I would say at least from a United States perspective, but I think it obviously mirrors throughout the world, right? That you see these very like, just, you know, from a talking point standpoint, like conservative versus liberal mentality. And they both have very strong visions in their minds of what would make a better world what i think is really interesting is you know when we had that um saturn pluto conjunction in Mm -hmm. capricorn we were like okay it's like the death of the patriarchy and and that didn't really happen even though we did have covid which kind of revealed to us you know where we were not actually prepared for the stress test right like where all of our institutions were built on this like really crumbly shaky ground but all of a sudden just in the last few weeks we've seen like all of these fucking billionaires, right? Just like hemorrhaging money, right? Like Amazon had one of the biggest losses it's ever had. There's the fucking insanity that's happening with Elon, stupid Musk and Twitter. I mean, we're just like seeing in some ways real time, like, you know, there's that whole expression of like too big to fail. And we're actually realizing too big not to fail, right? Like, and that's part of, I think, what we're building towards with this last hit of that Pluto return. Well, and I think, honestly, you know, I don't. I don't want to mutter his name, so I'll just say dump truck. Oh like, yeah, you know, the dump truck. Dump truck like did reveal like the frailty of our government, and did I think shine a light on the fact that it is a corporation, you know, in some in a lot of ways. And I think we are now seeing, similar to what you just said about like Amazon or Twitter, like United States as a corporation is in similar perilous straits, you know? So is that a right phrase? It's in similar trouble. Yeah. So it's just like an interesting um, way of looking at it and understanding where we stand. And yeah, this this final hit of the return is trying to really it's like a big wave right that's like trying to like push us onto the shore yeah and it takes us back to february and it takes us back to july and it takes us back to 1776 so uh these are a lot of very interesting planetary energy so the year is not over yet as far as the heavens are concerned and even though it is really tempting to just like check out and just like shop and like eat cookies for the rest of the year i would Mm. encourage you to explore what the jupiter influence and what the pluto influence um wants to offer to your life and if you are a baker and want to send us some cookies just dm us and i'll send you our address we will in december uh release an episode that's a year ahead tarot spread for our community like we did last year 
And we will also do an episode that is, uh, you know, kind of like a broad strokes of the astrology of 2023, because the astrology of 2023 is pretty exciting. There's a lot of like new influences that are coming in. But we are also doing a workshop uh, that's happening in December, but then also in July. So the Astrology of 2023 workshop is actually two workshops because there's so much astrology that we didn't want to overwhelm everybody. So that first workshop in December, we'll be talking about like, you know, the broad strokes and then also the specific big transits for the first half of the year. And then we'll meet back up in July and we'll kind of check in and see how it's going for everybody. And then we'll cover like the big transits of the second half of the year. So see everyone's summer looks. Yes, we want to see your summer looks or perhaps your winter looks if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. And you can find out all the information to sign up for that at our website under the webinars section. So those are the two episodes that y'all can look forward to before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I thought a really funny like Mars Gemini ret- retrograde thing that happened. I don't know if you tracked it, but uh, over the last couple of days, basically the head of Disney had left and they had replaced him. Like I think it was like a year and a half ago, maybe or two years, maybe even two years ago. Um, and they brought him back and he like went into retirement and this guy, Bob Iger and he, they like brought him back because the other guy was essentially like making terrible decisions for the company. And, um, but it just was like so funny to me to like literally see like this person who they'd given this like massive send off to, uh, just return (laughs) as the like head, um, because they just like, felt like he was the only person who was like doing the job well that's hilarious yeah that is so mars retrograde isn't that so funny yeah just when you thought you were out yeah they pull you back in well and i guess we could just say the mars retrograde you know december is its last full month it'll station direct in january i believe like around the 12th Mm -hmm. so that also is kind of like the last big influence for the end of the year which is like reconsider and recalibrate and re-strategize, but do your best not to like launch anything because anything that you'd like try to initiate during a Mars retrograde is just going to take so much longer. You're going to have to go back to it and do it again. So just let it kind of all be in the shadows right now. Let it be in your heart. Let it be an idea. And then come January 13th, you can start to launch things out into the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just do that retrograde slowdown, y'all. Reorganize a closet. Join me. All right, beauties. So until we meet again, let's pull a card to connect us. So take a moment, close your eyes, connect to the cards by listening into the sound of them being shuffled, trusting that this message will resonate no matter the future place or time to which you listen to this episode. So we're just asking for one card, one card that will resonate for all of us to help us move in ways that are aligned with our heart's desire and our soul's purpose until we meet again. And that card is, it's the hermit. Ooh. So she wants you to turn inwards. She wants you to light your heart lamp. The hermit is our ability to remember that deep inside of ourselves is the teacher. Deep inside of ourselves is the answer. 
And the only answer to those deep questions of your soul that will be satisfying is the one that comes from within. So many people, especially as readers, I'm sure Angel can attest to this, come to us and they, they want us to tell them what their purpose is. They want us to tell them what they should be doing. And we can certainly help you learn from yourself, but we can't give that to you. Nobody can, because it has to come from deep inside. And so the hermit is turning inwards. It's giving yourself permission to walk that inwards road to that inner sanctuary, to that place where it's just you, solitude, silence, and spirit. It's so Jupiter in Pisces. And technically, the hermit is connected to Virgo, which is the polar opposite sign of Pisces, right? Pisces is the spirit. Virgo is the body. We talk about this as the axis of body and soul. And so what Virgo reminds us is that you need a container. You need some sort of physical or energetic structure to bring yourself into so that you can connect with those more numinous powers. And so I would just say, until we meet again, as Angel and I are both feeling the need, and maybe you're feeling the need too, create some time and space to turn inwards. When that inner lamp is lit, and that's what we see in this card, we see a figure who is cloaked, hooded, has a long staff, is kind of in the wilderness on a mountaintop, and is holding this lantern. And that light, that inner light, when it is ablaze, and that's the light of your heart, babes, it lights the way for other people. So figure out how you're going to walk that inward road. You have all of the winter to do it. Winter is a time for turning inwards. It's a time for solitude and deep reflection. It's a time to really connect to the source of your being. So it may not happen in one meditation, may not happen in a week, but it is the overarching invitation of the season that we're heading towards. And so I would encourage you just to start to prepare the way for that. Snaps to that. Uh, what you said reminded me of we had uh, the lovely opportunity to do some readings for a sweet gazer's birthday party last week. Uh, we just each did like three readings after they had had a dinner party, um, which was really fun to do. Shout out to Kelly. Happy belated <laughs> birthday. <laughs> but we, um, just to go off what you said, the three people I had the chance to read all said, <laughs> that, you know, at the end of the short readings, like, wow, you just said so much of what I've, been telling myself even just today you know like on in some fashion they all said that same thing to me and you know what I always respond to that is that you know well just consider me like that mirror source light shining back on to you validating that inner voice and so to that hermit reading I would say you know Pay attention for yourself to that, to that deep inner voice and what it's been calling you to do, what it's been asking of you and marinate in that so that, you know, you can get to a place of just like true self validation, you know, and, and 
get to a place of trusting yourself. Yeah, isn't that so crazy that like we have these deep inner insights, these deep inner compulsions that are kind of like always swirling within us, but it's only when someone else kind of mirrors it or like says it back to us that we're like, oh, right, yeah, like I really should be doing that thing. You know, it's like, you know, you know the thing you should be doing. Yeah. So just do it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, for engaging with us. Thank you to everyone who sent us sweet anniversary messages. People were like, I love your love. And things. And someone said like we were their favorite, one of their favorite couples of all time. Like just such beautiful, sweet things. And thank you. It's really touching. And I just want to, it, it would be remiss for me not to like just make mention of the terrible tragedy that happened in Colorado and truly breaks my heart to know that there is still like so much hatred specifically directed at marginalized communities um but of course um being strong voices and advocates for the lgbtq community um it's it's painful to see that these things are still happening i'm trying not to get too emotional but i just want to send love to those souls i want to send love to those who we're the heroes of that evening and I want to send love to those families, but I also just really want to send love to all in our LGBTQ family. You are love. You deserve to feel alive and be alive. And we are so grateful to just be a couple of voices in that space. And we want to live in a world where all of us can feel comfortable to be voices in that space. So thank you for listening to us. Thank you for raising our voices in any way that you do for connecting with us. And hopefully we allow anyone out there to feel even more seen and heard and validated. Okay. As always, you can find out everything we have going on at our website, thespiritualgaze.com. Gaze with a Z because gaze with an S goes not Z. There you go. Uh, and particularly the webinars tab there has all of our monthly offerings, including the sign up for our Astrology of 2023 workshop that's coming up. Uh, but you can also find us on Facebook, at Instagram, um, getting that TikTok going because the other T1 is going away. Um, so, uh, yeah, feel free to follow us on any of those if you don't already. And you can always get information there as well. And the Spirit Shop on Etsy. Uh, we'll have some new stuff available uh, very soon. Until next time, this has been your transit through the spiritual game.